So in terms of like the preparation for yourself, you were saying obviously that mental preparation. How how do you do? How did you do that? What did you? How did you manage to keep everyone together? Do you want the real answer? Paul O'Neill, former line, British touring car championship <laughs> driver, ITV commentator, celebrity <laughs> goggle boxer, a brother of a Spice Girl with a huge passion for charity work. Paul has led an incredible life. You know, I've been to races where they, I've won a race and it's like there's 40,000 people there and they all want to see you and it's like you feel like the king. But I was, yeah, I was, you were like top of the world yes. and then it seemed almost like... I wasn't Paul O'Neill anymore. And once you see a glimmer of light, you go, ah, do you know what, they were actually right. So then, then you try hard and you work hard and then you start winning races and then you're a hero for a day and working yeah. in Ke Ikea the next day. <laughs> <laughs> On bedroom, Paul from bedrooms, not touring car, king of Alton Park, Paul O'Neill on live ITV. Wait, wait. <laughs> and people used to say to me, you know, I never, never thought of that of you. You seem so yeah, yeah. like out there and how can you be anxious? And it's no like, one knows what's really going on really, though, I think. It, I actually got to a point where I was like, I'm not too sure. I'm not too mm. sure I'm gonna be able to do this. I couldn't afford to be my sister's shadow. Yeah. Okay. This was my one chance to do something for me. Yeah. I think it'd be really nice to start with um, the Holton Haven Hospice. And if you'd just like to tell me a little bit about kind of the challenge that you've just done recently, because it was um, it was huge. That was pretty pretty big. It's interesting because you know when you're doing something like uh, we did a London to Paris ride. Yeah. It's, it looks quite long and, you know, big on paper. And you think, ah, oh, yeah, you know, it'll be fine, it'll be fine. And then when you've actually done it, the scale of what you've done only becomes apparent when people start to talk to you about it. Yeah. So, like, you know, you're in the mindset and the focus of, I had 16 people do it with me and some of them had never ridden a bike. Really? Some of them had never ridden a bike. And, and I mean a road bike, they'd not ridden a bike for like, 15 20 years so some of the people were you know going from 15 miles a day and struggling to do that and they had yeah, 326 yeah. miles to do in in four days so as the captain of the team it was it was a difficult one and yeah. i had personal phone calls from other people who were my good friends from school who were on the ride who can ride bikes are you doing the right thing here mate i'm not too sure we're going to get some of these girls and boys across the line and I was like nah don't worry about it um, but yeah we did question ourselves a bit but we, we got it done and for the Halton Haven Hospice um, it's something pretty close to my heart my brother was in there um, yeah. quite a few years ago uh, you know end of life care that kind of stuff he had a th uh, throat cancer but it's a great charity it's only very small um, the hospice but if you went there you would not believe what you'd see they're just the best people ever the nurses, everyone that works there are great. So we just thought, you know, as a team, we'd done things for them before, little rides, and I say little, 80 miles, which yeah, yeah. that so was a challenge. Huge. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was yeah. a challenge back then. Yeah. Um, and it really was difficult to do like an 80 mile ride in a day. I'm like, so I got some of my friends from school whose mums had passed away in there and right. fathers and family. So see, that's where it stemmed from. Um, and I just got in touch with them in the pandemic and said, is there anything we can do for you? Because I know you're struggling now because there's no, you know, there's you can't fundraise, you can't put party in the, you know, party yeah, in the yeah. uh, in the hospice on or anything like that. You know, they've got beautiful green greenery that they they'll do stalls and stuff like that. Couldn't do anything, so we just tried to help out and um, yeah, 
I think we have and the London to Paris ride was four days of four days of keeping my mouth shut actually because <laughs> because I didn't want to let on how hard it was because yeah. with being a type 1 diabetic it's for me it was it, the heat the insulin they're not eating properly they're not sleeping properly and you're the team leader so you're kind of just like trying to deflect everything and everyone else has got the problems as well so there was there was like 17 stories on that whole thing where you're just trying to keep the team together and keep them focused and not one of them uh, went in what's what we call the love bus which is the the bus that sweeps you up if you can't if you're not going to get to the end yeah. some of the days were 90 mile days wow, through northern france to paris goodness. and yeah it was it was um it was great and then i was speaking to my mum and dad and my sister about it and they were like you know will you get expenses will you get this that and the other because it costs quite a few quid yeah, yeah. for us to get flights back and all the logistics losing you know a bit of work i was like for the money it cost to be with those people was just you know amazing so it was really yeah. cool so in terms of if someone wanted to still give to Holton Haven Hospice, is that possible? Where, where do they go to, to support you? Yeah. Can you support you through a link for yourself as well still? Or? Yeah, there's a, there's a link for the team. Um, okay. And it's, it's just given. I think it's Paul, o if you, it's Paul O'Neill's um, Team O'Neill uh, okay. Hospice, hospice right? so Holton Haven Hospice. And you'll see it on there, but yeah, I think I've just spoke to Elle from the from from the um, hospice, and she was telling me it's just under fifty thousand pounds today. So that's amazing. amazing. Yeah, yeah, really cool. And so, in terms of like the preparation for yourself, you were saying obviously that mental preparation. How how do you do? How did you do that? What did you? How did you manage to keep everyone together? Do you want the real answer? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I don't know. Not sure. <laughs> no, it was it was. We knew it was going to be difficult, but I think. You know, people say to me, you know, oh, you know, your personality will get you through. And mm. when you speak to the people on it, who I didn't, some of them I didn't know that well. So they were, you know, I just like to crack a joke. And even when it's like you're having the worst time, and I mean, it, it rained for ninety miles on one of the days. It was one of the one of the worst, yeah. one of the hardest days of my life. Actually, it was just. I know it sounds like rain, but when when you're having to ride in the rain for eight hours, it's just the yeah. worst thing in the world. Cold yeah. rain, yeah. but I think because the people who did it were doing it for the right reasons as well I think that it was just um, you know just, just having like your mindset you've got yeah, to get through it we've got to get through it yeah. and and I'm not you can see me here I'm I'm a 15 stone guy I'm a big lad I'm not an athlete you know mm -hmm. it's like it's hard for me to ride a bike I'm not cut out for it um, but yeah. I had to be seen as one of those people I had to be at the front I had to lead by example so a lot of them are fitter than me but the different fitnesses you know on a bike don't you feel different. like you're more challenged though when you are at the front like that I often do and if I'm running or I'll find that I'm uh, like oh, I need to really yeah, like yeah. try too hard try almost, too hard a bit. yeah yeah yeah, yeah, you, too much. yeah you can you can yeah. do that I think I think from my job you know yeah. with 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 racing cars back in the day I know and I like to know what it takes to to just make sure we get the right things done at the right time and and you know just making sure everyone's okay because like anything when you spend that much time with people it yeah. can be a bit of a pain you know because they mm. people start to you know they go in fractions and I had to just make sure that everyone was cool everybody was together and they were they were great it was a great team actually but yeah di difficult but I think that might come from the sports side of things where I'm just like we do this we do that and you don't look at it as the, as the ride to Paris you break it up into 
every 10 miles yeah and and we get to this and we get to the lunch stop we think ahead yeah it's so, a great technique that i do that we're running it's like next lamppost yeah well no it is <laughs> it's the same do that next lamp yeah no post. it's the same yeah yeah i've done a bit of running but it's exactly that it's it's making sure um and my my manager chris he taught me this where we went cycling in the alps and it was the worst experience of my whole life because it was just it was just hills and hills and hills and, and it, was, it was horrible yeah. but i did every kilometer up this pretty famous hill for the um, Tour de France but it was it was like eight miles of death it was horrible yeah. and I and I just did it in segments I just got to the next kilometer and I counted it down and that's all I ever do with life really just like trying to count down to get to my next goal yeah. and, and what what do you feel like after that then so there must have been this euphoria was there or... yeah when we got well listen we <laughs> if you've seen the video like mm. we rode to the Eiffel Tower <laughs> you know people cheering and stuff yeah. it was great but yeah you kind of when you get there you don't you kind of know what you've done but you don't understand what you've achieved it's only other people that tell you what you've yeah. achieved because it's you've been so focused on what you're doing that you, everything else you blink it out it's only when you stop you get off your bike and then you realise you've got to cycle another five miles to the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> you've got Challenge. a bottle of Heineken up, yeah, no. Champs-Elysees, you've got a bottle yeah. of Heineken on the run. I mean, I shouldn't really tell you. A bottle of Heineken in my water bottle holder and, you know, it's it's party time then, you know. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We, uh, but we couldn't party because half the team were, th some of these people were plus 50 years of age, that, you know. Yeah, they'd yeah. been in 28 degree heat, 14 degree rain, you know, yeah, yeah. just a headwind all the way through northern France it was yeah but well, you know what now I'm talking about it I've never really spoken properly about it so yeah. now I'm thinking yeah that was actually an achievement because it was hard work but yeah it's just nice when you pitch up for jobs as the, the weeks have gone on and people come and shake your hand and go well done for doing this and you know people have a really respect as well like uh, other drivers who are competing at the top UK championship that, that I drove in yeah. who I didn't really like and I didn't speak to they're sponsoring you they're coming to shake your hand and I think uh, yeah it must be an achievement that, that is an amazing yeah, thing yeah, and I think it's just like you've got to like recognize the lessons that you learn on that journey and do you, did anyone speak about what, what what they came through themselves or what you know like the change of mindset or can I tell you something so there was so we were all on road bikes and if you yeah. road bike it's it's less resistance than a mountain bike yeah. so there was a particular lad on there Stuart his name was and normal normal lad from Runcorn works in Runcorn he wanted to get involved he did it on a mountain bike right now that's that's just totally bizarre yeah like they're not geared for it they don't go as fast as road bikes they've got really wide tires on the efficiency is all gone he probably rode in efficiency terms twice as much as we did and I couldn't get my breath couldn't get my breath we ripped into pieces for having a mountain bike but he had my respect you know yeah, what I mean that yeah. was proper effort that but there was a lot of there was a lot of the guys that 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 didn't really talk about it because fellas you know like we know they don't yeah. really speak about much they just get on with it so from the fellas side which the, needs to change yeah <laughs> of course it does yeah, yeah it does need to change and I'm quite happy talking about stuff yeah. like that and really bother me you know if it helps any or anyone else out then it's it's fine but yeah guys generally are not not great at that and it it was near enough half and half guys and girls but it was so funny to speak to the girls because it wasn't funny but they're just so open like yeah, literally yeah. 
I don't know whether it's because we're guys and they're open to us, but they're open in general to each other, the girls. And I can't tell you, there's there's one girl on that, Tracy, she couldn't even ride 10 miles. <laughs> she couldn't ride 10 miles to, you know. So, and she was questioning herself massively and we all had to like get together and say, no one gets left behind. We all finish together. It's all good. Don't worry about it. But she'd come through massive mental battles of, of trying to, you know, get get up to the fitness because she just didn't want to let anyone down but it wasn't just her there was there was a girl called Donna on there as well like in in our whatsapp group these people are doing like six miles on a mountain bike and then I've got people like I said ringing me going are you sure they're going to be all right doing this and I'm thinking <laughs> absolutely not no yeah. I'm worried but I couldn't let them know no, that no, no. so you have to kind of lie and then make sure we're doing the right thing and get the job done but you know for Donna as well in particular she left the, she worked in a hospice and she left the hospice with her best friend in there and knowing that she probably wouldn't see her again oh, <laughs> how bad's that so we had all them stories going wow. on and she didn't have a personal phone with her so she didn't know and we found out on day one she passed wow. away so all these stories are going on and like she's learned about a, a lot about herself now and thinking she couldn't do anything like she's done yeah and I think once and what I love about it is when people do something like that and they they surpass what they ever thought they could so, do, yeah. it helps them in life. Because when I speak to them afterwards now, you can see this little glint in their eye and nothing to challenge. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Because yeah, they've yeah. kind of seen, they've come out of the comfort zone and, 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 and give it the big and so. So yeah, that's the byproduct of it. And that's what is also lovely. Not just the hospice and the money raised. No, no. It's these people who are giving the time. Exactly. Grown yeah. from. Exactly that. So it is amazing. It's really I always cool. think that, don't you? The, the, the biggest challenges you have, you kind of learn lessons that you could never get if that challenge didn't come. So and and, and that it comes through life then with you. That mm -hmm. So I've always been taught by my family because all my family are on stage, my mum mm. and dad. Mm. Mid seventies, late seventies, they're still they're still banging out Tina Turner and, awesome. and, and Brian Adams and people like that. They are amazing, you know, they're so good and they still do it and they're amazing. The other thing, you know, my sister, I remember, um, you know, when we were younger, we lived in a two bed terrace. So, you know, we were on, we were in bunk beds. So I spent a lot of time knowing that my sister wanted to be this absolute superstar and was so committed to the cause yeah. that I used to go to see competitions because she was a dancer. I didn't know she was a singer until I was like 11 when I seen her actually perform with me mum and dad. And I was like, this is a bit weird. So she did a GCSE singing with me mum in the school. <laughs> it was weird. It was amazing. Like, And she's not a bad singer to be fair. But um, <laughs> it was just unbelievable for me, you know, to, to be brought up with these amazing positive people who always said, you know, if... If if you're worried about something and you you know you you've just got to push yourself over the edge and and do it and and I wouldn't be sat here today if it wasn't that kind of stuff I took on board you know I have to present live television yeah I'm anxious I hate it mm. I hate it I've had to sit outside the circuit and my series editor has had to come and find me and go you're all right mate and I'm like no I said I can't do it it's like I've got terrible anxiety today it's not yeah, it's yeah. going to be a problem so he's gone. Right, okay, this is what we'll do then. We'll stick you, instead of a piece of camera on your own, looking down the lens at a million people, we'll get you with the other two presenters and we'll have a little chat. And then, I mean, I'm, you know, my nerves are calm and then we can go. So, but I've all, and people used to say to me, you know, I never, never thought of that of you. You seem so yeah, yeah, like yeah. out there and 
how can you be anxious? And it's no like, one knows what's really going on, really? though, I think. Like, yeah. that's the thing. And I think because there's so much front, in a way, from a lot of people, there's those people who kind of think, oh, no, I can't be that. I can't do that. Mm. And that's it's so sad to hear, isn't it? It's, it's like that's why having these conversations lets people understand that we're all human. We all go through these emotions, mm. and that's, but that's that's okay. But that's the thing. It is okay. And, mm. and that's why, and listen, let's be honest, I could sit here and lie and mm, say, yeah, yeah, no, I'm probably, you know, I get well paid doing presenting jobs. Yeah, I, yeah, I, can, yeah. I can present anything if you want. Yeah. I've literally been to a gate and turned around because I can't do it. Yeah. And I'm quite happy telling people that because yeah. the more I talk about that, because I've had it before, I had a Q&A um, for a motor racing Q&A and I waxed lyrical for the first time about anxiety and stuff like that. This guy caught to me, sat in the car and he went, I just want to shake your hand, mate. I've never, I've never told anyone about my problems, blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, it's amazing, you know. Yeah. You have this um, blocking system where you don't want to talk about it because you don't want people to go, better not book him for our next job. Yeah, yeah. But I couldn't care less because I mm. think to a point your path is led by what you do and, you know, you crack on and you do your best and you're just honest and see where it goes. But this lad, yeah, he was like literally in tears going, thanks for doing that. And I thought, Pff. Well, that chat's just made my day, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I think you just have to be honest about it. But it's difficult, and I understand yeah, people yeah. don't want to talk about it, yeah. I think honesty is, like, the one thing, though, that it'll just keep leading you to the right things. I think making the right choices and being honest and doing good generally comes to those good outcomes mm -hmm. anyway. So, you know, So like I know say, that's dead right. For, for me, anyway, I know mm -hmm. that my family have always said to me, if you can lie straight in bed at night, you don't have to yeah. look over your shoulder. I owe nobody nothing. Yeah. I owe nobody nothing. I'm not worried about what people think of me because I don't think I do anything particularly terrible. So I know I can sleep straight in bed at night. It's not a problem. But that's what I always tell people. And if you do that, yeah, everything else is... People might say, you're a bit happy-go-lucky. I'm not too sure about that. Well, I am, but at the same time, I'll always make sure that I'm doing the right things to, to make sure that I can have a life you know my job is important to me but sometimes what have I done stuff that's cost me money probably yes because I've been too honest yeah but in the long run I see that as it will it will it'll come back round it'll come it'll back come, round yeah it'll be good yeah it'll and I can good. lie straight in bed yeah if I'd have done that for a quick book I wouldn't be able to lie straight in bed so that's how I live yeah and I think it's those people who are around people supporting each other as well and you'll find that there's those good people around that like that producer who said come on then let's let's mm -hmm. do it this way that's the most wonderful thing isn't it you know mm -hmm. there is producers I'm sure who will no oh, that's it da, da, da. but generally speaking you do find those good supportive people like mm -hmm. I've been in that position myself where I've had actors um, you know, even at Emmerdale, I'd see actors who were so scared and so nervous and just needed some reassurance. That's sometimes all it is, isn't it? Where it's just, just chill out, mm. just relax, it's fine. Just do the bits that you can do, do the bits that you're good at. Just kind of go back to yourself, almost mm. like centre yourself, isn't it, a yeah. little bit? It's like getting in your mind a bit too much. Yeah. and Start thinking it through maybe too much. I think so, and you know... <laughs> Do you know what mm -hmm. I notice quite a lot now? I'm 42, but when I first started driving and racing, I was 18, and I was like the quietest person. I mean, I've always been, when I see people from school and they haven't seen me for a long time, they're always like, we always knew you'd end up doing something where, yeah. you know, you're trying to make people laugh or whatever, and you'll have a practical joke. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I suppose so. But they've also seen the, the side of me where I'm quiet and I don't 
don't want to speak and it's not you know it's all a bit a struggle and mm. my first ever tv interview for racing i can't watch it because it was horrific like, mm. it was embarrassing um i couldn't speak i was literally just overcome with anxiety and i look i didn't know what it was then but i look back and i'm like that's where it's come from that i can see why yeah i, I, I was like that but now i see i deal with younger kids who are racing eight, 17 18 and they they come to speak to me now because I think when I interview people, I just make them f try, I don't make them, I try to make them feel comfortable. Yeah. And if it's if it's a live one or it's recorded, I'll put an arm around them and I'm like, you're good? And they're like, I don't really like to talk. It's this, this and this. Yeah. Let's let's see how it works. And and there's a, it's not a skill, I don't think. There's just a little bit of a, I think you just got to be human. Yeah, I actually, do, actually do, do thought you know the same. I mean? Absolutely, yeah. I think that, 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 that helps out, but... Yeah, people, it's amazing what people can do if they feel a bit loved or they've got an arm around them. Yeah, yeah. And I've always performed better in my racing if I've raced for some of the best teams in the UK yeah. and not performed well enough because it's been digital. We're paying you this, we expect this, and it's that. Yeah. I've gone race for a family team and I've won races and I've kicked the backside of the team that I'm not with anymore because the wife and the husband arm around us going into the grid do your best do your best mate mm. do you know what just go and enjoy yourself yeah come back with a smile on your face we don't care <laughs> don't you think there's something out. in that enjoying yourself there's something in the love of something and like the passion of something and the enjoyment and trying to be in that place rather than the fear it's almost like when the fear seeps in you can't you, the, the, the outcome's not the same mm. almost there's too many like restrictions and fear in that that first mm -hmm. like what you said there mm -hmm. it's like it has to be like this it has to be like that it's like well where's the enjoyment it's yeah. like that's just numbers isn't it it's just yeah it's very it's, <clears throat> it's binary code isn't it mm. one or zero I, I find for me I just think that we is it from what we see in the world that it's got to be this and it's got to be that you know mm. can we not just take a step back and go because when the fear's in there I mean, listen, you should always have nerves. Yeah. And people say to me, don't worry about the anxiety thing, you know, that's because you care. Yeah, and let, that's a true let statement. Me, let, me be, let me be honest as well. I've just come off a really big um, presenting job for um, Kia UK, who I do a bit of work for. Yeah. And it was one of the biggest jobs I've done because it was a lot of prep work and a lot of things going on. But it, I actually got to a point where I was like, I'm not too sure. I'm not too mm. sure I'm gonna be able to do this because it was no auto cues massive script bullet points on an ipad and that was it yeah and it was branding terms that i wasn't comfortable with but i'm not listen i'm not a clever person i went to school i scraped through gcse's i could have done a levels but I, I chose to drop that and so i'm not that clever yeah but i can take on board things and i can change things to my own liking so i can just get it across and that's what i did yeah but that was an anxious 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 job that was really not nice at all but once i got in the flow of it i was okay but it is, you know, someone's, yeah. someone did say to me, yeah. because you've got that anxiety, you know, I put a picture on and I was like, a bit anxious about that job, but it went ever so well, this, that and the other. Mm. And someone said, you should always have a bit of fear or anxiety, which is cool. But at yeah. the same time, it's like, if that then starts to escalate, you're in trouble. Massive, yeah, massive yeah, trouble. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to control that, that for sure. But whatever you're doing, you've got to enjoy it. The day I stop enjoying whatever I do, I'm fortunate enough to go, not for me anymore, that. 
you know, some people don't have that choice. Yeah. And that's the problem. Well, sometimes they they don't have the choice in, in the way that maybe you, you have the choice, but then they always have a choice, but they won't take that chance. You know, they mm-hmm. won't they won't sacrifice. I think sometimes there's a sacrifice in choices as well. Mm-hmm. And that potentially, yeah, they might not, they might not like change it and stay in the same thing and just be miserable. I always find that such a shame and such a sad thing yeah. to see. But there is always a way to change things, I think. I'm, you know, I, listen, I, I'm I hope so that there you. is. I I'm hope. so with you. And yeah. But you need, I have friends like that who, in the pandemic, they live on their own like me mm. and you just, you're constantly finding ways to try, try to get them out of the shell, get them out mm. of a rut that yeah. they're, they're stuck in, they don't see a way out. Um, you know, it could be just walking the dog with them. Um, I find yeah, yeah. worked with a particular friend of mine. Movement is really important. Getting Massive. out and doing something, especially when yeah. you're in your head, you need to kind of get out of your head, and I think it's into your physical body somehow. You know, yeah, it's exactly that. The you know the the eyes are the window to your soul, aren't they? Yeah. And I think that you know we don't. Some people don't see enough. They don't understand. You know, if yeah, I'm yeah. like, ah, there's nothing better than going down the park, or you know, my life is on the move constantly. And it's not just because I take as many jobs as I can, it's because, and people say, you're gonna stress yourself out. I'm like, no, 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 this is cool. I need to see different things. If I don't see different things, I will go into a rut. I know I will, that's how I operate. It's why I cycle Mm. a lot. The cycling helps other people out. And the whole thing for me is just about trying to, you know, get through, Um, listen, it's sad times, isn't it? The world is in just absolute disarray and that can, can destroy people they read the news you see the news every day then yes yes exactly (laughs) and that's one thing i I have a problem with is is people watching too much news yeah i watch news so i know things about my job Mm. and it's not nice that i have to watch some of it but at the same time that yeah you don't consume yourself with the news i think that's a massive thing for people i think yeah definitely i know people who have alerts and it has to be on every app and Mm. knowing everything that's going on all the time and i just think sometimes I think if it's the worst of the worst, you'll find out. It'll come yeah. to you. People mm-hmm. will talk and we'll all, you know. My, my family tell me, mm. if I need to know anything about news, yeah. then I'm sure they will they will tell me, you know, what, what it's about. But it is that, you're right. And it's it consumes people, but it's just too easy to sit there and, and take in this window of fear that's in your front room yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day. And I'm not saying you shouldn't. Well, it's but, kind of that like, oh, I need to see because I need to be protective of myself yeah. in some way. I need to know what's going on. And I get that, but news is also mm-hmm. got to be, it's... Um, mm. you know, we could go into it, but there's, you know, it's it's a it's another it's a business as well yeah. to a degree, isn't it? And it's a battle, it's mm. a battle. But you know, you just have to try and live your happiest life, I suppose, don't you? Absolutely. You know, and and like you know, we said off camera before, mm. it's not human to be happy all of the time. It just isn't. That's no, not what no. humans for. <laughs> I feel like you need to balance. You yeah. know, it's just to balance as much as possible to be as balanced. And then you have those happy times, and sometimes those happy times bring us so far up that. It seems a bit low, but you're actually you're getting back to being balanced mm-hmm. and knowing that kind of information is is important. As mm-hmm. you know, we were saying about your friend who's always very up here and quite high, and mm-hmm. obviously, you know, once you start to come back to a balanced state, it can seem quite low. And mm-hmm. I think even just people understanding that that information is really important. It helps with your kind of mental health, doesn't it? Yeah, I think it's like it's probably like my diabetes, where it's a problem for me if. Um, it's the spikes that cause the problem. So anything that goes high really quick, my yeah. blood sugar going high really quick, 
or low really quickly, that that's, can cause you a problem within mm. your blood and within your whole body. So that this, I see it as the same where, you know, I've been to races where they, I've won a race and it's like there's 40,000 people there and they all want to see you and it's like you feel like the king. Yeah. Next day, Love. I was actually working in Ikea at yeah. the same time because I was bored in the week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying yeah. Ikea is a bad place. No, no, but, no, no. Uh, you know, no... I but was, yeah, I was, you were like top of the world yes. and then it seemed almost like and it Paul could be quite anymore. destructive. Exactly. Yeah. I wasn't Paul O'Neill anymore and that was, the, that was the thing. But yeah, I've learned how to deal with that kind of stuff. Today's episode is supported by The Queen's Hotel, a place I highly recommend to eat, drink and recharge, relax in comfort and design, build business and networks to celebrate in style. The Queen's. Time well spent. So let's go back to racing, if that's okay. Mm. So just looking at kind of um, getting into racing and the love of racing, how, how did that all begin? So uh, racing is an expensive thing to do. And any Formula One driver you see has, has had big money put yeah. their way to get them to where they're going. Um, I loved racing. Sunday afternoons would be either football um, in our house or um, I you know, had one telly, so I'd always take the remote control, and it was BBC One, it was Formula One, um, and I just used to watch that, loved it, absolutely loved it. So I'm like eight, nine, ten, eleven, all the way through my teens, loved it. And my dad was a taxi driver, and my mum was in and out of work as a receptionist for the NHS. So we didn't have massive money, but I can't ever think when I ever had a bad time when I lived at home, because it was just awesome. We had what we had. We knew we were going on holiday somewhere if we stopped going to the pub on a Sunday yeah, to yeah, that's <laughs> to brilliant. Away. That's so really wonderful. I've got like no qualms about, you know, not having this, not having that. Yeah. Because we had everything we wanted. But had, it sounds like you had a lot of love. We did, yeah. Which yeah. is the main, isn't it? Exactly that, yeah. Now it's great and you know when your parents are still together it's a lovely thing and it, mm. it, it helps you out in life as well and to know what is a good thing and what is a bad thing. You know, it's it's an interesting time to be a single person I think as well because you know so much technology and stuff you just don't know yeah. you know what where to go with that one but yeah the racing thing to go back to that yeah uh, yeah i loved it love watching it on the telly um my mum and dad started to get into it because i just hogged the television on a sunday and um, <laughs> there was no choice there was just no choice <laughs> joan and den had to watch f1 game yes. over and that then moved on to something called british touring cars because it was right. on grandstand at the time um, so F1 would be on and the touring cars would be on it was in the UK and I was like I love this this yeah. is amazing it's fast it's this it's that I'd never driven a car I'd never driven a car so I didn't know what it was all about anyway that all went on for years watching that and then when my sister got famous in 95 I was 15 and I'd left school but was going to do A levels um, uh, in witness and I only did it for six months I, literally I got well depressed because I was just because the the sister thing had kicked off and there was people yeah. like f doing flying kicks and like stuff at me and calling me all sorts of stuff. It's harsh, isn't it, it was, sometimes? It was mm. just being kids. Mm. But at the time, I didn't like it. And no. it was not a nice time for me at all. I hated it. I was getting in a bit of trouble, not with the police or anything, just people calling me family, this, that and the other. They were jealous when I looked back, but we still lived in the same place. My dad didn't want to move. Yeah, you know, my sister was a multi-millionaire by that time. Dad didn't want to move, and then the press moved us by hiding in the front, um, at the front privets and yeah, the garden yeah. and stuff. So, Armel mm. was like, "You need out of here." By this time, I was like, you know, 
reacting to people giving me grief and like get lashing You're getting out. getting it, the energy almost. It's yeah. Gonna, it's going to come there out, isn't it? There's nowhere for it to yeah, go. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. you tell me a, a normal person who's going to listen to someone call your sister, a, yeah. you know, an horrible word. It's not going to happen. So, you know, I'd lash out, getting in trouble. Sister said to me, mom's worried about you. You need to be coming on the world tour. Get out of the way. So I went on the world tour with with the girls and the dancers and all those people, and they really looked after me. And that was a nice bit of energy as well, because yeah. I mean, seeing all those guys and girls doing what they were doing and and getting involved, and I was hanging out with some cool well, did people. You, did you learn something in those moments? Was there anything like advice or anything at that time that you felt like, oh, this is important. I need to. Well, I think yeah, I think so. Uh, I tell you, who was really cool with me actually. Um, I got on well with with Mel B. Um, mm. And her sister, Danielle, who I only spoke to weirdly yesterday and not spoke to her for years. I was trying to sort out a problem with a car. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so they're obviously from up this neck of the woods in yeah. Leeds and they're just they're just decent, normal people. Um, but I remember Mel B always used to, used to spend a bit of time with me because I think that, you know, she could see probably something in me that was maybe her. And uh, she always used to say to me, just do what makes you happy and, 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 you know, and don't, if you have a passion, don't lose it. And that's, yeah. that was a real cool bit of advice. And I remember my sister um, then put me in touch with the, the chef for the world, uh, for the world tour. And because my sister knew that I wanted to race, this, this lady chef, her brother raced in, in, uh, in GT racing here in the UK. So we got talking, I got his details, and then next minute, Armel's paying for me to do my race license. Wow, that's and then, amazing. And then Armel just said, you know, what do you want to do with your life? And I was like, I don't know, I'd love to race cars. I, I wanted to be in the police force, but I couldn't, you know, I wouldn't have been able to do that, especially with diabetes now. Yeah. yeah, so anyway, she um, she said, do whatever makes you happy. I've got the money to help you. You know, just, I've been very fortunate. Find out how you go about it. Looked into it, got a team, started racing. She paid for the first couple of years um, through OK Magazine and people like that as well that wanted publications yeah. and, and stuff. It was all about her, but yeah, I was the byproduct of it. Yeah. And they gave us money to go racing. Started, never raced in my life. I was awful. I was awful. No, 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 no. <laughs> really? I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I was shocking. <laughs> wow. Crashing, barrel rolling, catching fire, everyone making fun of me. It was the worst decision of my life at the time. Yeah. And then something clicked and I got good. And another team helped me out and they I was with them for 20 years they believed in me and we did brilliant great results together and you know I don't want to do you think Liverpool, it was it's... that belief do you think it was their belief what was it that it wasn't my what, belief what clicked weren't my belief no no it was fa family's belief I think um, yeah I think the the main thing for me I couldn't afford to be my sister's shadow yeah okay. this was my one chance to do something for me yeah and all the drinking and all the partying that stopped i went to the gym i lost about two and a half stone and i was fit and then bang that was me and i was like i've got something here i can and then someone could see that i was pretty good so that yeah. i couldn't see that i was just driving around crashing so they said you're fast <laughs> we just need to guide you and they did that but it was always my sister and and my mum and dad just saying just don't give don't give up on it don't give up and you know people like mel b if you've mm. got a passion don't lose your passion all these things going around sometimes subconsciously they're going around yeah, in your yeah, head yeah yeah and once you see a glimmer of light you go ah oh, do you know what they were actually right 
So then, then you try hard and you work hard and then you start winning races and then you're a hero for a day and working yeah. in Ke- Ikea the next day. <laughs> <laughs> On bedroom, Paul from Bedrooms, not touring car king of Alton Park, Paul O'Neill on live ITV. <laughs> <laughs> That was a bit different. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, it was. It was. That's what clicked, and it was. Um, yeah, it was. It's all those different good energies. Mm. Me putting them together the best I could, and making myself believe what they were telling me. But that's sometimes a difficult thing. I think your personality can bat that away. I don't like compliments. Still, I don't like them. Yeah. I don't like them. Don't like compliments about London to Paris. Uh, I don't like compliments about my racing you know you were amazing in your day mate don't want to know I don't like them I don't know what makes me don't like them I couldn't tell you it's a lack of sort of generally it can be like that self I think esteem so, a little a bit self confidence so, yeah, yeah I've never been confident literally if you didn't know me and mm-hmm. I walked into this place where we are where there's maybe a hundred people I'd yeah. have my head down I wouldn't want to talk to anybody yeah. I'm quite conscious of how I look of mm. what people think of me yeah, yeah. that's an inherent thing and so many people mm-hmm. go through that like mm-hmm. so many people yeah and I think that's mm. what it is but you know when people might see me doing what I do for a job they're like you're so confident you do mm. this you do that it's a front yeah, because yeah. it gets me through my anxiety and that's, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. way it is and I'm not going to lie to you so yeah, yeah it is it's your, your mind is such a powerful thing and, you, and your brain's such a powerful thing that you, you're here to survive generally, yeah. I find. And whatever you can do to survive, you will do. And that's, you know, someone taught me on stage once, they said, if you're nervous, go on at a thousand degrees Celsius, make the crowd say, who the effing hell's this fella? Yeah. And that's always helped me. I go in and there's, I can see people sitting back in the seat going, what's this guy's deal? What mm. they don't realise is I'm going, I hope this goes well. What are they thinking about me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, making, yeah. My, it's making yeah, my throat yeah. tight actually now speaking about it, but yeah, that's yeah. that's how it is for me. And do you, do you try, have you tried things for that, like meditation or anything or trying to, that'd be something that you should really look at. Do you know what I did? So I know you've got a good friend, uh, Danielle Simpson, who's got, um, she had a book out. Mm. Um, uh, about mindfulness and, and yeah, things yeah. and we did a podcast together um, right. Positive Pit Stop so it was a bit like the racing but also mental health and yeah. getting people to come on and talk about the things and it was great in the pandemic we did it really well and you know some of the stuff she was teaching people we did yeah. manifestation things yeah, called yeah, yeah. and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. breathing the, the you know the breathing with the nose and certain yeah. things and I'll be dead honest I'm just a typical fella yeah. and I'll do something once and I'm like that worked really well I'll yeah. keep doing that <laughs> next thing I'm on the motorway I'm battling traffic on the M6 and I'm like nah, I've got time to do that so let's just crack on to the next thing yeah, yeah. would it help me? I think it really definitely would definitely it would yeah. Yeah, yeah. what you got to realise is my sister's probably one of the most spiritual people you'll ever meet you know mm. like that lady has done the most amazing things and a lot of it is down to how she controls her body and mind and yeah yeah I've learned a lot from some amazing people but because I'm a guy I don't bother with it and that's a very sad and honest thing to tell you yeah well you, you need to maybe think about that and it doesn't even take I mean I, I'm not a professional of meditation or anything at all but I know that for my own self even just two minutes two minutes a day can have a massive effect 
even just to stop and you know like even you know people have watches that'll just say that's breathe quite for cool a minute. yeah breathe for a minute isn't yeah, it yeah. funny that you know when you watch mm. i have that sometimes it says yeah, yeah. uh it says uh breathe or whatever it says on your watch <laughs> like, I'm I, breathing I, no but i'm not because <laughs> oh, i've really? held my breath because someone's really? just messaged me something that's yeah. going to destroy the next part of my day and i'm like how oh, do they uh, know i'm anxious yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're on to us yeah but it's a, it is a good thing and you know and the, it's the well-being yeah, yeah i think yeah. on these particular yeah. watches isn't it but um yeah, it's actually a quite a cool thing that because yeah. I think we're all uh, guilty of, of not, I don't want to get too into it, but not breathing properly. No, that's true. You know, yeah. and, and sometimes you We just, breathe up here so much and yeah. that's where your anxiety is. And that's how if you can control your breathing through meditation or through just mindfulness, you push your breath down mm-hmm. into your stomach. I'm sure you've heard it yeah. many times. And that's where the calm is. That's where, like if you're going into presenting or anything like that it's kind of if you just take a second you'll be breathing right here in your chest and if you mm-hmm. can just breathe push it down into your belly breathing mm-hmm. most of the time people on camera are like it's breathing in because yeah. <laughs> i want to look good on camera yeah. but actually you're creating almost more anxiety by breathing yeah. up here you need to like push mm-hmm. that breath down and but that's something i've mm-hmm. only because i'm not a professional presenter no, no. well i am on paper but i'm not i'm a racing yeah. driver who's, yeah. who knows a bit about cars and they want to listen to me an expert in that field. An expert in that mm. field, yeah. But the thing, it's funny what you say, because you know, when you're in a racing car, you've got six-point harness on, and you have to have it as tight as you can because you need yeah. to be part of the chassis. You can't breathe any more than, yeah, than yeah. this. So that that then creates that anxiety. As soon as the belts are off, you're, you're absolutely fine. You yeah. know? And, um, but I've worked with some great presenters who do some amazing things, and, and I try it, and it is good, but I'm just one of them people who just doesn't take it forward and I should do because it's like today you, you, you say about people learning things and yeah. and how uh, your life takes a path it's amazing listening to what you've got to say because you know some of your things is going to probably change how I feel and yeah, how yeah. I go about things as well so so yeah I definitely need to look into that but um, set a timer on your phone <laughs> do you know how to do it actually bookend it onto something that you do every day anyway so like when people brush their teeth it's like you do that every day hopefully mm-hmm. most people do mm-hmm. so after you've brushed your teeth it's like right I'm going to sit down and just do my two minutes of meditation and you don't even have to sit down it can be just set my timer to two minutes of just breathing mm-hmm. but bookending it onto something okay that's something that i've heard yeah. helps. because this, you know for me this is gen- mm. this is how i am so yeah torn meniscus in my knee it's getting better and also a grade two uh tear in my calf i went the physio every week in in lockdown it was a nightmare he gave me this elastic band thing did i ever do any of it mm-hmm. no i didn't and that's something that I think generally fellas are terrible at they're just like oh yeah whatever I'll, I'll do it next week or yeah, that, yeah. that's bad and like you say you need to make time for yourself and and I and think it's it just there. like if you have that thought it's like right I'm going to do it now then and mm. not say oh well I'm going to I need like it's like people think with meditation especially I've got to have a mat and I've needed some zen yeah. spit you know yeah. and I, I remember when I first ever started to meditate I, I did sort of two weeks and it was two minutes a day and it was whenever, wherever I was. And, and it was like, sometimes I'd be on a train and I'd be like, right, just put some headphones on so that it appeared I was listening to music, but I was just two minutes. Mm-hmm. And after two weeks, the, the experience of being able to kind of detach from my own thinking was really just wonderful. It was just 
Because mm-hmm. it's like those anxious thoughts or those thoughts that can mm. control, you know, like in the moment, I really want to do really well. Yeah. It's like that, that can then create these anxieties and mm. it's about being able to then detach and separate and go, actually, that's not really helpful now because I am going to do my best anyway. I don't yeah. need to be telling myself that. That's making me feel not great. So mm-hmm. shush now. Mm-hmm. And it kind of helps you with that, I think, really. I think, yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, for me, my meditation probably, if I think about it, is maybe my bike. You know, I, mm. if I'm on a job, I, my bike comes with me yeah, everywhere yeah, because yeah. if I've had a bad day, I need to just yeah. clear my mind because yeah. there's nothing worse than being sat in a hotel room, which I do a lot of, and not do anything. And then you just go into the next day with a horrible you know it just feels like it releases your mind a bit for me biking anyway um but yeah there's a there's a lot to be done i think everyone has their own meditation yeah you know where you know even people you wouldn't think that uh have got you know either a problem or 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 don't do it they'll do something but yeah because they because they do something that they're subconsciously doing they don't do something properly like you're saying and because it needs to be intense i think that to open you up because otherwise you just you just sleepwalk into another problem that's, that's it so that's my thing I just it's I, trying to I'm, become now isn't yeah. it and become present and you, you're cycling then is that I mm-hmm. think sometimes when I'm cycling I find myself drifting into my thoughts and then I think no where am I I'm on the bike right try and yeah. be on the bike try and hold the handles look around and then it kind of brings you to the present mm. I do you, think that's you the need thing. to cycle faster then so you've got no time to think <laughs> yeah oh honestly I, I, I do my best I try it's not yeah it's not easy but that's brilliant yeah um okay so and you do I, I do think that you genuinely have that personality like I see your social media and I know Stuart the producer is saying that you've got such a a warmth and a happiness and I know like you say everyone's not happy all the time but do you think that's through sort of these practices of cycling and kind of keeping yourself in balance and check or what is the 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 secret to your happiness would you say uh I don't have one I don't have one friend that I don't like spending time with. That's um, a good one. I think that, you know, the cycling is one of them. Yeah. I love my job. It's not a job. Um, I do like a moan, but a lot of it is for <laughs> uh, purposes to try and like, you know, make people just have a bit of a giggle at me. Cause you know, they, they do laugh at me a lot of people and it's just, if I'm moaning, I'm, I'm fine. I'm just having a bit of a giggle. Do I sit at home sometimes and have an awful time and wish that, not that I wasn't around, but do I wish that things were different? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Um, but I think that's, like I said, it's it's a normal thing to feel that. Um, Definitely. I, do you know what's really interesting? I've only found it through the pandemic, I think, um, just as the pandemic started and then through the last couple of years is I know if I'm going to be having a bad time because I do have a bad time like yeah, anybody yeah. everybody mm-hmm. does if you don't you're not human no and I and I mean like this is weird I, I can feel myself on a bit of a downer and I'm like tomorrow's going to be a bad day and I know mm-hmm. it's going to be a bad day maybe I think myself into that but if it is a bad day then I just make sure I change something and get out and, or I'll give someone a ring that is yeah. a friend and is a good person yeah do I talk about it? No, I don't. Don't talk to anybody about it. Um, but I don't think I need to because, and this doesn't mean everybody should think the same, but I don't because the people I surround myself with, when I speak to them, I, it, it's just great. And it's great to be out and about and we do things. Is that hiding? You've got maybe a bit of a problem. Probably is now I say it and I speak mm. out loud about it. So mm. yeah, it is. It's, um, yeah. 
It's something that everyone does. Though. Everyone has these moments and these days. Like that's one thing. If I, I I'm not a consistent meditator. Just going back to that, mm -hmm. but when I find a difficult day coming or I, I feel like oh there's so many things, I will purposely meditate and I will make sure that I'll go to the gym and do those exercises or mo movement. Mm -hmm. I think once you start to go into that sort of dark space, especially in your mind exercise for me or having the things that work for you is really important and knowing what those things are mm -hmm. in those times where you think actually I need to do something here and, and, and mine's yeah. quiet calm or exercise just because it's it changes your state almost it's like your energy yeah you know it, it so it's having changes. things that you can do to mm. help you in those moments changes your balance doesn't it mm. like one of the things I look forward to and it's right up there in my top three things is playing five-a-side football yeah, one brilliant. because I see my friends but two because they like the endorphins and yeah. just the sense of the sense of being alive it's just yeah. I love being alive it's like so cool you know I get That's to it. I get to drive I jump in a race car I'm driving at 170 180 miles an hour Look, your visor a little bit up the wind the elements you know yeah 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 the appreciating reason, the moment exactly it seems like you do it's amazing mm. and the bike is the same it's just it's in your winds in your face. You're riding around. The weather's good. Even in the rain, the winter, whatever. The seasons are great, aren't they? I don't tell myself this. That for, for me personally, that's how it is. But I think if you know what's gonna, I've too many friends who they know that they're gonna have a bad time. They know it's gonna get worse, but they don't seem to do anything about it. Mm. That's what worries me, and that's why sometimes I spend quite a lot of time trying to just dra drag it out of them. Some people don't want to talk. Mm. And that's fine. And I get that. And I won't make them talk. I won't. Some people just don't know how to, though. No, they don't. And it's like, it's, a, it's something that they've never really had to do or mm -hmm. never done. And so it's like, yeah. don't know where to begin. And yeah. there's a fear and there's, yeah. But you can change that. Yeah, definitely. By, I think my, I think my outlook's changed. Don't I, I don't think it's age, but my outlook's changed. And I'm a bit more honest now because I've changed what I do to combat it and once you do that and you feel because some people they stay at a, quite a low level and they never really they have a little spike and it's back to where they were yeah. but if you can change the balance maybe by going on your bike or yeah, walking yeah. or running or changing what you do in an environment you become a different person and then you'll talk yeah. it's coming out of that you know maybe that lower state because once you're in that lower I've seen people that I, I, I've been there I've never yeah. been in a space where I'm like I don't want to be here. I, re no. I really don't. But I've been clo I've been close to being yeah. depressed and you know just not really enjoying it. And I change things, and that's you know you've got to give life a chance. I think, and you have to change something to make you feel better. But only you can do it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I I find that's a big lesson that not if you've got the capability of changing, then it's on it's on you. You've mm -hmm. got to be able to to do something yeah but I think as well you know it's very fortunate for just to say I'm a very fortunate person I know that yeah but it doesn't matter who you are like there is I, ways to do it no it, yeah, definitely exactly. yeah you might have certain things yeah. and certain yeah. some people are restricted yeah they are I, I, I'm yeah, not yeah, really yeah. restricted and I'm very fortunate and I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. never forget that but yeah. at the same time you know I understand other people's you know lives to a point and I'll try to see what different angles they could go at 
if you know if, yeah, if I know yeah, them yeah. and they're my friend so that was but I think like with you being honest in the way that you are about about this it makes people go actually oh right okay everybody's goes through it you know people even in in a like even if somebody's out there who wants to be a presenter it's like oh okay so I've kind of stopped myself doing that because I felt maybe I wasn't confident mm-hmm. enough or I'm not the right person and yeah, it's it's you know it, mm. it really helps that next person and and, and, and is, why not and why not and such I'm a so nice sure thing. it's yeah. like just help other people mm-hmm. talk and then other people realise and mm. think oh actually mm. I've got a great little friend uh, Chris Hosey his name is Scottish Lad I've known him for ten years he's twenty three I've known him for more than that he used to be like a fan of racing but he's he's autistic and he you know he doesn't have many friends and he's and he used to turn. He used to be here with like earmuffs on and he like, you know, it's difficult for him, but he loves racing. He loves presenting. He loves doing this, that and the other. I got him some work experience at ITV Sport the other day. Literally, you, it, was, it was like I'd give him 40 billion pounds. Yeah. He was unbelievable. And I, I've always tried to include him in stuff because I think he's good. Yeah. But not just that, I just want him to do something as well. So it's good that, you know, I always think that people should always try to help the next person whatever they can yeah. do like absolutely you know i'm not looking for nothing no no i just want no, people no, no. to have a it's good like, time yeah, yeah yeah exactly yeah then there is so many people out there who do that who actually genuinely care about other people but i think often it's we don't always see them and it's wonderful mm-hmm. to, to to hear that you do that as yeah. you know i i try my best and i'm every, you know everyone here i'm sure does yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um okay we're gonna finish with yeah okay so I have to uh, come to an end now mm-hmm. we've had a lovely chat it's been great thank you cool. I've just got a few uh, I've got three big questions that I'd like to ask you and I just nobody knows the answers to questions like this but it's just you know what comes to mind it'd be really nice because yeah I think you've got such a really jolly soul I feel like you anxious might... <laughs> <laughs> breathe low breathe low you're ready for these right it really <laughs> is it really is no it's not it... they sound really huge but you know anyway so Question number one. So what, what do you think the key to success is? Hard work, definitely. Trying to get as rid as rid of as many negatives about it as possible and just be honest with yourself. Thank you. And what do you think the secret to happiness is? I think again, uh, surround yourself with the best people. Who make you happy yeah and honest people as well and that would be about it and just enjoy what's going on enjoy the ride <laughs> and finally then the biggest one of them all what do you think the meaning of life is you're gonna trick me out with that one because <laughs> i always think i'm on the truman show <laughs> which i feel like i am on today <laughs> Um, how will it end? What is the is that door behind you? I'll <laughs> 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 walk into. Yeah. Um, oh, what is the meaning of life? Um, what comes to mind? I just think there's something else going on um, in another place, and maybe this is a holding pen for good people. That's a wonderful way to look at it. Right, we're going to finish with a quote because obviously Jolly Soul is all about quotes <laughs> on the Instagram. Uh, so I'm going to ask you just to take a quote out, and I shall read it. Okay. Oh, this you read your... it. Uh, well, you can read it if you'd like to. This is yours. You mean try to read your dodgy uh, writing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like... not written. They're not written. It's printed. But anyway, hopefully, you got something good. My word, diabetic eyes on this one. Right. Okay. Always keep faith that your life is aligning to its highest self. Katie Ross. Ah, mm. I wrote that one then, did I? 
I mean, did you get the smallest font you could yes. and then, like, minus it by 50%? Yes. Yeah, so, well, that's for you then. Is this so for me to keep? Helps. Yeah, of course. Thank you very that's much. You. I hope that helps in some way. It's like Thank being you in so a uh, Chinese restaurant. Yes, 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 I know. There's your look. That's the look for Thank you, you very much. No problem. That's very kind. And yeah. Thank you for today. Thank you ah, so much for joining us. It's, it's been, been grand. wonderful. It's been very different and I've, I've loved it. It's really cool. So I've, I'll take some good stuff away as well. So thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Holton Haven Hospice. If you can donate anything to this incredible cause, visit holtonhaven.org.uk. Today's episode is supported by The Queen's Hotel, a place I highly recommend to eat, drink and recharge, relax in comfort and design, build business and networks to celebrate in style. The Queen's. Time well spent.